Sad dudes, episode forty-one of the Ball the Grand Asian podcast. How are we all doing? Fantastic. Yeah, pretty good, man. Glad to have. Yeah, well, who's that? Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> Welcome What's back, up, Jacob Schubert, uh, recurring guest, one of the best recurring guests of all time. He missed our comeback season two point episode, of course, but he's back and well. Yeah, Shub, just tell I think you're tr- how we're doing. After after missing an episode, I think you're truly a recurring guest. Like you're you're actually on guest status now. Can I can I address something real quick? I mean, to I all, think that's what people all, are waiting for. To all the haters out there who said I was replaced, all right, just, just all five I, I blocked the all five of you. I blocked that out, you know. Blocked out the haters. Yeah. You know, I'm back. I'm ready blocked to him out so back. much that uh, his <laughs> first words back on the podcast are about them. Exactly. They're blocked out. <laughs> right. So yeah, shoot. But now they're not blocked out anymore. I just wanted to address them. Just let them in for a sec. Just just, just quick peek. Exactly. Now we're again. <laughs> I don't even talk about it anymore. They're just Alright, so Shub, uh, you've been all over the globe kind of doing whatever Jacob Schubert does, but um, you <laughs> did have, you know, there's a new job post that was announced on your LinkedIn, of course, very professional view. Do you want to just tell the audience what that's all about? Yeah, so um, I accepted the assistant baseball coach position, one of the assistant baseball coach positions here at University of South Carolina Lancaster um, with the head coach Nick Calhoun. Um, I'll be down here, not not getting coffee like Gil says. Um, oh, I've never said that. I'm off. Not yet. Um, <laughs> so just yeah, decaf. So I'm down here. I'm main responsibilities with strength and conditioning, but I'm just down here helping out. And I love it. Yeah, great to hear. Oh, yeah. Hey, congrats, man. Honestly, I I know I normally rouse you, but that's. That is cool. That, that is big time. I hope your coffee has been pretty good for all the coaches. Oh, thank you. Right. You're the fastest coffee getter in the – what's your conference? They're the uh, Region 10. Okay. Oh, just that? That's it? Yeah, so I'm like the best coffee region. getter in Region 10. Sorry. That's big time. Hell yeah. All right, and then last thing before we get into our Hard Knocks Episode 2 review. Um, so the name change is coming, like we announced last episode. Unfortunately, the graphic still has not been updated. So if you guys know Nick Plesh. I don't know if Plesh thinks this job is more important than our podcast, but, I mean, figure it out, please. We, uh, you know, we're pretty close personal friends. You know, I think priority friends come over high-paying job. So, Right, of course. That's all I have to say. I'm going to shoot for once in my life. If you have Nicholas Plush's uh, phone number, you have our permission to text him as much as possible to get him on the stage change. You can say it's from us. Right, right. Or and if you don't have his number, DM us. We'll give you his number. We'll tweet it out on our main page. So you guys oh. just you know, text him. Let him know. All, all 150 of our followers should text him. Uh, we're up to 160 now, by the way. Oh, and we're almost up to uh, 5,000 listens uh, overall on 5, SoundCloud. Yes. Is that overall since we started, or like overall, like in the last week? No, yeah, overall we since we started. Since our last podcast, <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking. To be yeah. honest, yeah. the Rangers—the one that you weren't there. We had more, <laughs> but by like show. episode, we had more than five thousand, but by like episode fifteen or whatever. Remember, we were using Kanye West's music for closing music, <laughs> and then we got taken down. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, episode got taken down. Kanye. Yeah, so we have more than 5,000, but officially we're almost there. So we'll see how that works out. Maybe we'll get a pay raise or something for all of us. Yeah, yeah, what's up? That'd be nice. All right, uh, are we ready for uh, Hard Knocks Episode 2 review? I am. Born ready. 
All right, Jacob Schubert, uh, you weren't here for our last review. Do you want to start us off? Just some of your thoughts on Hard Knocks yeah, yeah. so far, Oakland Raiders. Okay? I, want, I want you to start. You want me to start? Okay, all right. Yeah, clear that, it. yeah it's clear that Jacob <laughs> Schubert has not done his research, but I guess I will start. Um, so uh, we're going to we'll go with back. some positive and negatives. I got some, I guess I got both ends to start off. John Gruden, while I love pretty much everything he did during the episode, the intro was a little bit much for me. You know, it was like a c casual conversation in the room, and then all of a sudden he starts yelling, like, I want better f***ing execution. Like, that was... Yeah, that was like high TV Gruden. It seemed very unnecessary, and at the end of the intro, it looked like he's looking at the camera. It just was a bit much for me, but besides that, yeah. I think Gruden yeah, was on point. Yeah, serious. Like, he thinks he's on his again. Like, I guess. I don't again. know. It was yeah, it was just a bit much for me. But everything else I enjoyed. There's a classic moment in the preseason game against the Rams. Um, it was like halftime. He was like cussing up a storm the whole game, and then all of a sudden he's like, "I gotta quit cussing," and he said it softly so they have like subtitles by it. And then like the very next scene, Gruden's like, "All right, we gotta start chewing these fat f**ks up." So the very classic Gruden right there. And well, yeah, no, it's a great move because just by saying it, getting it out on TV, like it's like half the battle is at least thinking about stopping so right i mean that you know it's good enough like he he at least acknowledges that he cusses so then i mean That's true. saying you're gonna stop i mean it's almost as good as actually stopping right almost as good and that we had less uh, jonathan abrams so i was very happy with that aspect almost of it. zero right uh, and there was a good conversation with charles woodson it looked like he's Yep. It looked like Abrams cool. 100% watched episode one. He's like, holy shit, I'm coming across so poorly here. I need to tone it back. And, you know, he was, a lot, yeah. he was a lot better this week. And also he wasn't portrayed in too many scenes. So that was, you know, good on both sides. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm with you on that. I was, I was not uh, upset that I didn't get him in my face again. Right. Uh, okay, Schubert, you go. You got to show some uh, commitment here a, to the I podcast. A few points, a few points Okay. One, I really don't get how hard is it to not hit the quarterback. Like, honestly. Shoot. training camp. Shoot, shoot. How many times did you get hit when you were when you were under center there? So, it, it's different because in high school, um, in the XFL coming up. Oh, right. Yeah, so. Shout out. They, I, asked the program. Be, I asked to be hit because I was a running quarterback, and I didn't think it was fair that I could run and score a touchdown without them touching me in practice. So. Oh, that's, like we, uh, that's actually kind of gritty of you. For Very gritty. And, you know, Always gritty. Um, but in the NFL, when they're getting paid millions of dollars, they're wearing a fucking red shirt. Don't hit the quarterback. Um, that's just one thing that I had to say. And, and the, the other weird thing about John Gruden on that, he, he like calmly said, like, man, we got to quit hitting this quarterback. Like, that, that's mm -hmm. a time you can spaz out, John. All right, not randomly in the team meeting to start the day. Well, it was just with his coaches too. So I mean, I mean, they can. It's like one of those things they can say. The coaches can say all the time, like, "Don't hit the quarterback, don't hit the quarterback." But like, if you're gonna spaz out, you gotta spaz out on the guys. Yeah. Okay, actually, so hit the quarterback. I agree with you. You're right, man. I was right. Okay, um, Peter, I, I that might have been the first time I ever heard the man like speak in a huddle. Peter, holy shit, he still sucks. Like, he still sucks. Hey, but that run, though. But that run. But that run. Minus the run. But he still sucks. Mike Glenn's going to win that job. You think? It, it, it sucks It's because Mike Glenn sucks, too. Like, I think someone else could come in there and win the job, honestly. I mean, it's funny. We thought Derek was Carr was awkward. Maybe like a JT Barrett. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Shout out. Friend of the program. Yeah, I see you shoot. <laughs> I was just um, saying, um, they, it's that, funny because we thought... That first practice 
Hey, shoot. Hey, shoot. Well, Ben was cutting on Hey, the Ben's so. talking. Fucking <laughs> Skype, dude. Holy shit. All right. Calm down. We don't interrupt you, shoot. Right. I never. I, I was just saying that it's funny. We thought Derek Carr is awkward, but fucking Mike Lennon and Nathan Peterman? Not good on camera either. It was just, maybe it's just an Oakland thing. I want to say, though, the difference is that's, like, they're not good. It's not the camera. Like, that's genuine. I think that's genuine Peterman and Mike Glenn. The thing with Derek Carr was it was it was fake. Right, that's fair. fake news. That is fair. Those guys are just weirdos. Yeah, they're just weird. Yeah. Um, also, the first practice was L.A. They got fucking pushed around. They looked awful. Like, Were you allowed to practice? No, no, but I was like in oh. my living room watching the practice on HBO. So right. they got, yeah, they got smacked. Um, the, maybe the worst fight in training camp history. Literally, maybe the worst one. They literally just pushed each other the whole time. Would you have been throwing? Would you have been throwing some paws out there? Yeah, I want to. You know, if you're gonna fight, I mean, throw some hands. Like, show me something, please. Don't just push people. Right, right. This is also the guy who's just said, "Don't like." Was very anti hit the quarterback well, yeah, because the quarter- they get paid the a lot of money. The quarterback's not involved in there. If you're gonna if you're gonna push someone to start a fight, it's usually everyone but the quarterback. And more to your money point that they're getting paid a bunch of money, and they're yes. all getting paid a bunch of money. But you want them to fight? Yeah. Well, no, no, I don't want them to fight. But if they're gonna if they're gonna act like uh, hard, okay. act hard, right, right. I got you. Fight, don't just push people. If, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna kiss or kiss her, I, yeah, I, I hear exactly. what you're saying. Yeah, you feel me. I got um, you. Also, glad to see Brett Musselberger still alive. I didn't know where. He's been ever since that, that national championship. The last time I heard of him was that national championship when he didn't stop talking about AJ McCarron's girlfriend. So I didn't know. I thought he got banned from <laughs> just for for talking too much about her. Yeah, like I thought he was just banned. So I don't think you can ban him. Glad to see he's alive. Was I think he's on I, the Raiders. I don't know if he's like officially on staff. I think he just like. They just kind of let him in. I mean, did you see his shirt? Like, I he's the like, radio guy. No, sure. I know he's the radio guy. All right, oh, never mind. Let's keep it moving. Is it my turn? Yeah, yeah you got it. Uh, Jesus Christ, I don't even want to go now. Uh, I mean, we pretty much hit on most of the parts. I like the. I like that. Uh, we were kind of talking about with Ollie being gone on the last episode, Ben. Uh, like what they were gonna do in terms of you know Hard Knocks likes to do like what? the underdog kind of guy. Right. Um. They really keyed on that uh, receiver. Uh, um, his name's slipping me right now. But, Doss. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Shooter. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, especially, you know, him being a hometown guy and everything. I thought that was, like, a nice uh, focus of the episode. And then for him, yeah, he was actually playing well. And then for him to kind of, um, he got that touchdown in the game. I, I mean, that, that was pretty cool. It was a nice little progression throughout the episode. Especially for Peterman. Uh, yeah, right. Well, you that's why you can say one thing many people can't. He caught a pass, or t- especially a touchdown pass from Peterman. Hey, I hear you. You're you're hating on him. Like I think you, I think you didn't give him his his due. I mean, he can move his feet, but when he throws Peter, the ball, it's going Peter to the No, but that was cool. I mean, everything else was kind of touched on. Um, I knew they weren't going to get ready, or they weren't going to get into the AB stuff uh, too much. I don't know. It kind of seems like the Raiders are not backing him as much anymore. I mean, I don't know how you could, so Mm -hmm. maybe we see some more next episode. But um, they didn't really touch on it, but we kind of said that. They did at the beginning, but, uh, you know, the nitty-gritty, they didn't get down into it. Um, But, yeah, the rest was pretty cool. It was cool to see him going up against the Rams, see McVay. Uh, that uh, that scene where they showed him when he was younger, when he was just an assistant with yeah. Rudin, uh, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I thought that whole dynamic was pretty interesting. Yeah, what did they call him when he was with Groot? Piss Boy. Like, Piss Boy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that what they call you, Shub, at USC Lancaster? <laughs> no, they don't call me that. Call off you, bitch. Fucking bitch. You're happy to be back. Yeah, for yeah. sure, dude. Well, a couple more points. There was the least relatable point I've ever seen in Hard Knocks was the Mad Max play where he broke his hand and he was like running oh, off and like barely him. saying like, oh, fuck, fuck. Like, bro, you fucking just broke your hand. Like, you yeah, just barely like, acting like he jammed his finger or something. Like, no, nah, that guy's fucking a animal. I, I love the line of uh, feels like a noodle or right. whatever he said. That, that was the best. <laughs> yeah. <It's> a noodle. <laughs> ben, so, I would also agree that it, or I would also make the point that it was somewhat relatable that as soon as he heard that he could go back in, he was all about it, even with the broken right. hand. Yeah. Um, that part I feel like a lot of, uh, well, I feel like us and a lot of our listeners would probably be the same. So Yeah, because we're all about grit. We all got grit, except you, because he doesn't get coffee. <laughs> It was just his reaction was very, uh, I don't know, it's just not relatable <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah, he has to get a plate in his hand, and it was very, it was very nonchalant. Yeah, right. Um, and I'm about to get a plate in my hand. Smash his hand. But I'll be at practice tomorrow. Suit up, yeah. And then, uh, last couple points I have, uh, the Derek Carr scene where he's talking to that wide receiver about his nerves, or Hunter Redford or something like that. Uh, yeah. He had the terrible karaoke song at the rookie thing. But anyways, he was telling. That'd be me. But yeah, he was telling the wide receiver, uh, you know, when he was most nervous in his life was you know proposing, and then mid conversation he left to dab up Jared Goff. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah I, I did notice that he just and uh, who was refer he kind of took him off guard like he was stretching looking down, and he like looked up and Derek Carr was just gone. Right, yeah, <laughs> just walked away. All right, uh, I Hunter think Renfro's we're pretty much good. Back to him, is like going back at it. They seem to be somewhat buddies. Um, I don't know. He's probably trying to warm up to the guy who's going to be throwing him the ball. So yeah. I would do the same thing. Right, if he makes the team. He looks like a pretty small guy, so we'll see. All right, let's just do uh, final scores after 50, and then now we have an interview with our very own recurring guest, Nicholas Calhoun, coach of USC Lancaster. But first scores Arguably out of 50. Right, of course. Uh, I'll go first with my score. I'm going to go 40 out of 50. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I thought that this would have been like a really good episode one. I feel like a lot of this could have been an episode one, besides obviously the preseason stuff and the stuff with the Rams. But like the AB stuff, like showing his feet and kind of talking about the situation more, that could easily could have been an episode one. Because it was from the same training like montage at the you know, beginning of the episode. So, you know, that was a little frustrating. And, you know, Doss and Mad Max, I thought they could have been included in Episode 1 as well. And they could have had less Abrams in Episode 1 as well. So I thought it was still a good episode, but well, I thought this. that this would have been a really good Episode 1. Yeah, um, I hear you on that. I didn't really think about that's a That's an interesting take uh, with it being Episode 1. Like, I just didn't think about that. But now, like, hearing you say it, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think it was kind of part of what you, you I think it was a mixture of kind of what we talked about. Like, I think they might have had a plan for what they, how they wanted to go with Ollie and Abrams, just kind right. of to, you had, you know, the last chance you guy and then a big personality in Abrams. Um, but I think both were kind of, you know, well, misses in a way. Obviously, Ollie got cut. And I mean, I think, I don't think we were the only ones that thought Abrams might have been a little annoying. So 
I think it was kind of a, a shift of gears for them. Uh, so, like, to kind of, I don't know, the thoughts and the uh, Max, I think those were good, like, I don't know, good. those are good, two good ones to follow and good, like, pickups, I guess, switching over from that first episode. Uh, so I got to give it a higher score for sure. So I'll go, I'll go 37. Okay. I think my last one was 31. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a 35. Um, no, I do think this episode is a lot better, um, but comparing to their previous Hard Knocks, this has probably been one of their worst Hard Knocks, like, ever. I just think yeah. they, they could do a lot more. With this, It's not like they don't have stories, but they can do a lot more. Like, I, I don't think there was a bad episode last year with the Browns. I really don't. So, I mean, this, this is a 35. Um... They can just do better, honestly. Just do better. Just do better. You heard it, HBO. Just do fucking better. Like, this episode will be big because we had a lot of news with AB. So, you know, we'll see. He's back on. I mean, part of the trouble with episode two is AB wasn't on, you know, the Raiders right. facility. So, what, you know, what are they going to do, you know? Right. No, I hear you. All right. Uh, I think we're ready for Coach Calhoun. Yes, sir. Always ready. A few moments later. <laughs> Joining us now, uh, probably about 100 feet away from our very own Jacob Schubert, uh, <laughs> arguably the best, arguably the best reoccurring guest we've had, One of, personally one of my favorite coaches I've ever had in my life, Nick Calhoun. How are we doing, bud? We're doing good, but you got to keep calling every recurring guest your favorite guest. Kind of loses its name. That's fair, but don't tell the other guests, but I really meant it when I said that. To, about oh, okay. you. Don't tell them, but I really mean it when I say you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got a lot of cover today, but first of all, you know, when can we get Don Manley on the podcast? And, you know, how's married life? How's the team? Everything. Basically, we just need a whole Coach Calhoun life update. It, it's been really good. Uh, married life's good. Um, the team is, uh, I mean, I think they're doing pretty good. It, a good group. Um, and you've got Shoop down there. We got Coach Bash. It's kind of a main oh. best me reunion. There you go. And then we got uh, Coach Huff, who's so we're going to have uh, three full time assistant coaches. So it's going really well. How have you guys been? Been good, man. Just uh, working. Just moved to my apartment recently. Um, Nothing really crazy. Uh, me and Slaughter might actually join a uh, shout-out other reoccurring guests. Not as good as Calhoun, because I'm a man of my word. But, uh, yeah, we might, we're talking about joining an old, old man's league down here in Columbus. So, other than that, I'm just being a washed-up athlete. Good. What are you up to, Gallic? Uh, not too much new with me, you know, just work, you know, trying to avoid work, you know, coming up with ideas for the podcast, you know, questions for you in this interview, but yeah, you know, right, life's pretty boring for me, you know, not too much new, honestly. You guys missing uh, Bethany at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I think I miss, I think I miss college. Right, that's, yeah, yeah that's a better assessment. I definitely, I definitely miss Bethany and the people, but, but I miss... Like, well, I guess the people kind of fall into my college umbrella. I miss the experience. Right. Definitely miss yeah. the cafeteria, too. That cafeteria is fire. Oh, hands down. Hands, hands down. down. <laughs> the best. <laughs> all right, all right. So we'll keep it moving. Um, so obviously you kind of pointed out that uh, Shub just started his 
new position. Um, so we got asked, you know, how, you know, how are his coffee making abilities? Like, and are the, is the team a little like starstruck having a, uh, co-host from the BGA podcast, uh, on their staff? Well, I don't have to make coffee or anything, but definitely, <laughs> I'm starstruck consistently. So, you know, I yes. wake up every every morning. I wake up and I go, Whew. like I, I get nervous because I know today I'm gonna go into work and I'm gonna see Schubert starting to be on my. <laughs> would you say you would you say you've like made it like quote unquote made it in your professional career now that that he's part of your team? I mean, I'm getting close there. I know I'm on the right track. I won't say I yeah. hate it, but I know I'm on the right track. That's fair. That's fair. You're adding key players like that to your, to your <laughs> locker room. I mean, you can't be going wrong. <laughs> All right, yeah, so, uh, boss, the next couple of interviews we're doing from oh, Tom is based around sports, passion for sports, and just generally a passion for whatever you're doing in life. So let's start with the beginning of your coaching career. Um, did you always know you wanted to be a coach someday, or did that just start from wanting to stay around the game after you finished up with school? Please respond. Um, no, I didn't really know I wanted to coach. I was playing. I was finishing my career up in Chicago, and, and I had a volunteer. One of our assistant coaches at the time up there asked me if I wanted to coach, and I said, no shot. Like, he asked me, no shot, my student. But I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, so, uh, like, a couple weeks, this was, like, in the spring, so a couple weeks later, he asked me again, I said, no shot, sorry, like, not interested. She asked me a third time, like, a week later, and I said, dude, I'm not interested, do not ask me again. And then it was about a week, um, from school getting over, I still didn't know what I wanted to do, and he asked me the fourth time, I said, you know what, I'm going to try it out, if it's, you know, it was for a summer job, and I said, if I don't like it, it's just something I did, and then... Obviously, I kind of enjoyed it because now it's made my full-time profession. So, so on that, uh, now that it's become your your full-time pro- uh, profession, I know, uh, well, just coaching in general, but I know being a head coach was something, you know, you had obviously, I mean, like a lot of coaches do, you kind of aspire to uh, make that jump from assistant to head coach. Um so when that when that offer when that opportunity came along, um, was it something you felt like you were ready for, or were you more of just like, this is the opportunity, like I'm gonna go for it and kind of you know figure it out, like uh, you know hop just jumping in the deep end kind of deal, uh, where you were just like I'll get there first and and figure it out as I go. Well, you know, I really wasn't thinking like I really didn't have like a five year like a ten year plan. I just know I enjoy with coaching. So when the way the program worked at Bethany is when you were done, at least from the baseball side, when you're done with your um, graduate degree, like you could come back as a volunteer, obviously, but you're you know you didn't have any housing, none of that. So you know applying for jobs that summer, I think it was the yeah summer 2017. You know I was I had a summer job. I was up in the so that was cool for the meantime, but I really didn't know where I was going to go next. I would have went anywhere at the time. Um, but for whatever reason, once I got my master's degree, I felt like I just felt qualified um, for jo- like for head coaching jobs that I didn't feel qualified for before that. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. That I felt more qualified. I just I guess having a degree made me 
feel that way. It gave me a little bit of extra confidence. Mm-hmm. And then I applied to the job to Lancaster um, back in May of 2017 before I even left for the Cape. And I forgot about it. Like, I forgot I even applied to it. <laughs> and they called me in July, and, you know, the phone interview went well. And they asked me if I wanted to come in for a, uh, a you know, face-to-face interview. And I did that. And then once I got there, like, you know, I... I love it. Like, I love it. Uh, yeah. Natalie loves it. She got a job at uh, Winthrop and Rock Hill, which is 30 minutes away from us. And everything just seemed to fall into place like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the situation couldn't have been more perfect. So, I mean, I guess I was just not a place at the right time. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, just obviously speaking from experience, I, I mean, I definitely think it, I don't think anybody had any doubts that. Uh, it'd be something that you would uh, kind of excel at, and it's just kind of sounds like it's a bonus that things seem to, you know, even on, our, on your in your personal life, you know, with your wife and stuff, that things kind of seem to fall online there. Um, so to follow up with that, um, you like, like we kind of touched on before. Obviously, you were our assistant coach in Division Three. Um, so what are like maybe some of the biggest changes you've noticed um, now being in the NJCAA uh, as opposed to D three? Uh, well, the number one thing, and I think Shu's learned this right now, is that we don't have the, like, so, at Bethany, we had the 16 practices in the fall, and then we could lift. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that in uh, at Lancaster. Like, we could practice, our start date is August 10th, and we can go all the way to November 15th. Um, and we wanted to practice, you know, all day long, we could. We don't have those time restrictions. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the biggest difference in my opinion, and then like you know I, I feel bad for Shu because he's been coming on recruiting visits. <laughs> he's kind of heard this all before a bunch, but uh, we get we get to play like twenty we can play up to twenty games in the fall against outside competitions so or playing like Division two Division one schools, um, and just the whole we get transfers. It's just a different, it's a whole different, um, it's focused on guys getting in here and getting out to like four-year schools, mm-hmm. whereas Bethany was more like, you know, this is where you're going to be at for four years. It's just a different field. The turnover is a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. That makes it a lot different. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Um, so just kind of last question, like kind of along these lines. Um, how much better were we than your team right now at Bethany? Like, how good were we compared to them? Obviously, way better, but, like, how much better? I mean, I'm going to defer to Shoe. Shoe's going to have to answer that question. There's two with us. Maybe without attitude, Shoe, what do you... What the hell? <laughs> God, man. All right, well, I'm still... I haven't seen him, and I probably won't see him uh, for a while, so until then... Uh, I'm just going to blindly put my money on us, and you can't really prove me wrong, so that's why I'm going to stick on that. Right. I mean, you saw against Suffolk, like we killed them, so we're obviously a pretty good team. Suffolk? I don't know who that. I've never heard <laughs> that team in my life. All right, uh, moving on to the next question. So, uh, Coach, just from you know, a player standpoint, a common theme among players is, like, you know, improve every day, get 1% better every day. But, you know, as a coach, do you kind of have that same mindset, and how do you continue to evolve as a coach? Um, the big thing that we've kind of, or I've kind of shifted my focus to is, like, the head coach, is that just us 
being great at the things we can't control. And I know it sounds like coach speak, but um, it's like, you know, I'm trying to remind guys in practice, what are the things we can't control? Like, yeah, you, when you're in the box, you don't control what the pitcher throws to you. Or when you're out on the field, you don't control how many balls you get or what type of, you know, balls you get hit at you. All right, but what are the things, you know, in between that that you control? So um, we're just, our focus right now is just being great, you know, if you're at practice, you know, you know, you've got 25 minutes of individual defense. Well, you know you're going to get reps for 25 minutes. So how great can you be at those reps? Again, I know it sounds like code speak, and it's not a sexy answer, but it's just kind of what we're focusing on right now. Mm. No, I hear you, and uh, that's kind of something I, you know, one thing I've kind of noticed being, you know, out of the daily grind of like. You know, a baseball player, and like you said, hearing that, you know, quote-unquote coach speak, um, it, it's crazy. Like you said, it's not like the sexiest answer, but, I mean, it's it's uh, it's true, you know. It's like, it's it's true, and that's something, at least for me, like you don't really fully grasp, unfortunately, until, you know, maybe you're out of it and you kind of look back and see, you know, oh, wow, like that was all real. Um, but kind of uh, touching back on to you kind of mentioned the turnover for uh, – for you guys like how it's a, one of the biggest differences um so one of the co- one of the challenges for coaches uh anywhere especially in baseball with you know only nine guys get on there um so for a head coach like you know building and maintaining confidence uh in your players is is you know probably one of the tougher jobs um and then like you said you know guys are there to leave so uh how do you kind of how do you kind of handle that maybe keeping guys engaged and, and confident and ready to go and maybe uh, you know they get they get to school and maybe things aren't going exactly how they expected uh, in terms of playing. Um, I guess for us, so like even at Division Three and Junior College, like we don't have a roster limit, mm-hmm. so the rosters can get as big as you want them to get. Uh, we keep our rosters small on the smaller side, so we're at like forty-five guys right now. So that way, like, if you're having a bad day, you're not getting lost in the shuffle of what's going on. Like, you can come back tomorrow and, you know, your, whatever group you're working with is small enough to where, like, you're going to, you know, either shoe or Coach Huff or Coach Bash. I mean, we're going to work with you. Um, mm-hmm. And then, again, with the fall being as long as it is, like, you can have a terrible August, but then you can have a great September. And then you can have a ter- you can be okay in October, but you can finish strong in November. So it's it's like having an entire it's like you having the fall and spring like two fall season or two like actual seasons. Mm-hmm. So I mean we're practicing five six days a week. It's the only thing that's different is the games count statistically in the spring. So that's kind of you know we just keep it small and just focus on again coach speak as it's getting better every day. <laughs> I know I agreed with you, but you might have to spice up the answers a little bit. You know, I gave you a pass on one. Right, just for the podcast <laughs> I'm, ratings. I'm, I'm really trying to, but, like, the fundamentals are not yeah. sexy. I hear you. Hey, like I said, I'm, it, I'm it's really one of those trying things. To. It's one of those things. It's, it's, it may not be sexy, but, you know, it's the truth. I hear you. Yes, yeah, so that brings me to another point I have, or another question I have. Like, so what is your ultimate goal when it comes to coaching? I know we all talked about it at Bethany. Uh, we all think you have a shot someday coaching the minors or, you know, even the bigs. Is that the ultimate goal, or are you currently just locked into, you know, the Lancers down here in Lancaster? 
in developing like this program? You know, I used to really want that. Want the professional experience. Um, but the thing with professional baseball, and, and I, this is from guys that I've talked to that are in it, you know, not my own personal mm-hmm. uh, opinion, is that there's not a lot of uh, loyalty in it. And what I mean is, like, if the, the director, the Miley director gets fired, a lot of times, all those guys, they just clean house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like I've been with this team for so many years. So we get a new, you know, new ownership, whatever. So they're going to keep you due to loyalty. But, you know, I really like where I'm at with, you know, with junior college baseball. I like the uh, ability to get out there every day. I like, you know, just working with guys and seeing them get better. Um, I like just the the different personalities you get. Because obviously we get a certain type of personality and now you know in at the end of uh, the fall like we might the last couple of years we've gotten some winter transfers um, from all over and it's just kind of cool to me that you know you have guys get so close in a short amount of time um, so I'm actually kind of really happy where I'm at right now this is the first place I've been at where I'm not worried about or looking for my next job or where am I going to go next year you know, if I'm here for 25 years, that's great. If I'm here for five years and somewhere else, that's great too. Um, I've just kind of stopped um, looking for the next job, and I'm just really happy where I'm at here. Cool. Hey, well, congrats on that. It sounds like it sounds like you found the right fit for now. That's awesome. Um, going on, uh, kind of touching back to one of Ben's earlier questions. Um, or, well, I guess it might have been true, but I don't really remember, honestly. <laughs> um, uh, but kind of the part of these interviews, and we're trying to kind of uh, gear it towards, um, you know, your kind of journey as, like, someone we might see as, you know, you know you're know, you successful. You know, we, did, uh, we kind of want to pick your brain a little bit. So uh, one of the things I wanted to ask was just, um, are there any moments or, you know, just experience is that you had you, you seem like a guy well you don't seem like a guy. I know you're a guy who's pretty like uh, tied to like his values and like the things that you believe in and that kind of it, it's almost like what keeps you going on like the straight and narrow most um, so I guess you know some moments or experiences you had maybe growing up or even recently that kind of like stick out to you as things you you know maybe would contribute to some of your or attribute some of your success to um, I would say the past year we had it um, here at USCL. Um, we had a there's a point where I think we went. If I'm trying to remember this correctly, we went two and two the first weekend. Like we split the series, and then we won 15 straight games after that, which was a school record. But what it was was it just a lot like. We had, like, every single night there was, or every single game, there was a different guy who, like, you know, we'd be playing, it'd be like a one-nothing game. So, like, the two-run bomb, game over, we went. Mm-hmm. Like, just crazy stuff like that. And I think it really made me realize that everybody talks about, oh, having a team's important and, you know, you need the right mix of guys. But just being a part of that made me really, like, it just proved to me that, okay, like, 
you know, if you get the right group of guys that believe in each other and believe what they're doing, like it really does, um, it really does pay off. The other, um, I mean, this is gonna sound ridiculous because it ended in a national championship. But um, when I was at Murray State, you know, we won a national championship, so we beat um, LSU Eunice in the in the final game. But we had gone to Eunice earlier that season and played them in a three-game set, lost all three games, lost the last game 26-2. to And and we were at like 8-9 at this, at that point of the season. And we just thought, like, things are just not going well. And then we ended up the year, like, after it was all said and done, 48-20. and 20, And it was one of those things where, like, yeah, like, we weren't, you know, 9 for 9, like, up and down lineup better than every single team we played, but we were just really just a better team. First kind of introduction that I didn't feel directly responsible for that, like, wow, like, you know, when people talk about teamwork and mm-hmm. you see, like, a movie like Remember the Titans or stuff like that, people are like, oh, it's corny. And like, no, like, that's real. Like, that stuff really matters. Mm-hmm. And then again, like I said, this last, this past year, just seeing how our guys just constantly you know, overcame obstacles and played well. And that was like a personal, okay, I felt like a lot more invested in that because I was a head coach versus being a volunteer like I was at Murray State. Um, those are the two, you know, and just as I think of right away, which just kind of have led me to where I'm at today in my beliefs. And it really is like a team. So even if you're at a junior college where everybody's goal is to move on, like, well, if you're doing all the things that the team does, you're winning. And that just is going to bring people out to watch you. And, you know, when you tell the coach, hey, these guys are just great team guys, it just ups your value. I guess it's more about taking pride and just playing and just doing things for others versus yourself. Everybody's, you're always a lot happier. Yeah, I might feel good if you do something on your own, but, like, helping somebody else to you know, achieve their goal or, you know, just be a part of something bigger than yourself, like, feels so much better than, you know, that, than what, like, as you see on TV, it's always portrayed all the time as just singular achievements. Again, yeah. I'm sorry if it's coach speak, but, like, this is just what I believe at this point in time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, oh. No worries. That was a good answer. That was, that was what I was looking for. Try and get a little deep on you there. Uh, we'll let you live now. I think, I think that was pretty yeah, I think we can move on to some. Unless I mean, at Ben, shoot, any other questions? I just got the man himself. I have one last question, um, and then we can move on to some smaller questions, and then fancy BS. But um, so just from a personal experience at Bethany, you know, just your first to second year um, gap. I think we saw, you know, you you guys can speak for yourselves, but I think we saw like you know lots of improvements for you as a coach, and you know the second year, I think you're the best coach we ever had at Bethany. And just, you know, what are some things that you learned from the Cape Cod that summer? Because it feels like you picked up a lot. And, you know, just that information we got from the second year was, you know, really special. Um, Things that I learned. So you're asking me what I learned in the Cape that I brought back to Bethany? Right. Um, Obviously, I mean, we didn't get to do it as much as I would like to. But the importance of learning how to throw, it's something we work on every day here um it's actually teaching like you know 
the fundamentals of throwing. Uh, it's kind of like that black and white baseball I gave you, but it's a lot more in depth now than it was when you know I just came back and I was like I was excited to implement it because I saw it work. Um, base running, I mean that's kind of obvious from you guys knowing me the importance of base running. And then another big thing was it was just really uh, um, eye-opening to me how the, how some like even at the highest level collegiately the game's not taught. And what I mean by that is it's not guys. Some guys don't know why you know why to throw the baseball. You know where on certain plays they're just the way some programs are ran is just guys are so talented and you're just recruiting talent they just let them go out and play. Like we had guys on Bethany, Bethany that were smarter baseball players than the guys in the Cape, but the guys in the Cape obviously like were just very talented and just seeing how, just, just it was just a lot of things like you thought going into it, like oh this would be a great experience ever, which it was, but a lot of it like it's not as great as you think it is. Like, the game's not taught as well as you think it is across the country. Or, like, guys, like, you know, when guys didn't know how to field bunts up there, that blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> really could find, nobody could field them. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, that, those are just some of the things that jump out at me um, right away. Just throwing the baseball, the importance of base running, um, just baseball IQ in general. And then um, just... Yeah, guys are really talented, but they really don't. Some guys really don't know the game. They just are just physically talented. Right. All right, we got a couple uh, quick rapid-fire questions before we move on to Fantasy BS, kind of, you know, switching gears a little bit. Um, You know, MLB ratings are a little bit down. Kind of the pace of play is something that people kind of complain about. What's your, personally, what's your least favorite part about baseball? My least favorite part about baseball um, probably the, the the human aspect is leaving it. Mm. Um, you know, like front offices, like I get it, everybody's getting younger, it's a lot more data-driven, which is great, but you're diminishing the role of the managers, you're diminishing the role of some of the guys teaching the game, um, and it's just becoming a lot, just a lot less, there's just a lot less human element in it. And I could be wrong, but that's just for me just watching. Right. Plus, so, the baseballs are juiced. I don't have any personal experience in it. So. Right. Plus, the baseballs are juiced, so the pitchers are kind of getting screwed yeah. here. <laughs> I'm not on board with that. Okay. <laughs> no, they're juiced. Not, not juiced. They're not juiced, but they have a all right. If anything, they're the opposite of juiced in Juco. <laughs> <laughs> with some of the baseballs we're playing with. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing before we move to fancy BS, uh, this might be hard to come up with on the top of your head, but do you have any quick like Don Mangley stories or Cape Cod stories for us? Uh, I don't think I didn't notice you didn't dodge our question about getting on the podcast. Dodge what question about being on the podcast? Uh, you might not have heard. Oh, it. about Don being on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta ask him. I'm not gonna ask him that. Uh, yeah, just give me that. Give me that contact info. I'll ask him. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me think here. Just, I'm trying to think something quick, so there's not a lot of dead airspace going on. Bad radio. Oh, we can fill that. 
Um, I guess my, my one of my favorite Cape stories is um, our manager, who is my personal hero. Um, he would just get on umpire. Like he was a really smart, really great guy. He would get on umpires and uh, he would just do things that you know you didn't think were possible to do, and he would just get them done in game and arguments. So we were we had a game up there my first year. I'll never forget this. So we had our starter going like through. He's went like three or four innings, and and in the meantime, you know, we've got a guy warming up in the bullpen, and to save him, like save our guy from throwing pitches to start the fifth inning, our pitcher threw his eight warm-up pitches, and then our manager went to go out and make a substitution. Well, you can't, like, you cannot do that. Like, he has to start the inning, at least throw, you know, to one batter. And uh, the umpires and him got into it, and he goes, well, what, like, because um, I'm bringing in my pitcher. And they're like, no, no, he's got to throw to the bag. He's like, no, he doesn't. Like, this, is, this isn't a starting pitcher. This is a new pitcher. And they were looking at him like, no, no, you, like, nobody was saying anything. He goes, well, I'm going to bring in my pitcher. He goes, what are you going to do if I bring him in? You'll throw me in jail? <laughs> and the, the umpire just stared. Like, nobody said anything. And our manager willed in that pitcher. Totally illegal. Totally against the rules. But got him in. He threw that inning. That, I mean, that, that was the one story that I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, so everybody backfounded. All about grit. Yeah, it was. It was that, and then I think the other Don Matt or Donnie baseball story that you guys liked was, and I may have told this at Bethany, but um, he was telling me about when you know May Ramirez came over to the Dodgers from his mansion, yeah, and he'd come over, you know, after the All Star break, so we didn't see how like many like prepared for the season or whatnot. And so he said, "Man, like, you know, give him his, like, give him credit. Like, he was always the first hitter in, always the last hitter out. The dude worked hard, regardless of what people thought of him. That didn't really know him or weren't, you know, seeing him day to day. So he's hitting in the cage, and you know, not just wants to go up to him and be like, hey, um, you know, I just appreciate, you know, the thing, you know, you being a good example for the younger guys of how to be a professional." He's hitting off the tee, and he's like, whack, you know, whack. And, you know, he steps out of the box, and he goes, or in the cage, and he goes, you know what, B? All my life, all I do is hit the baseball. Why do they hate me, D? And then he stepped back in the box and stepped on hitting, and that was that, that was the whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, all right, you do you, man. Maddie be Maddie. <laughs> That's amazing. Those are my two stories. All right, that's awesome. Uh, are we ready for some fancy BS? I, I think Calhoun yeah. is leaving out a big, a big part of him down here in the USC Lancaster. He has another position he's not has not mentioned. Oh. Hey, whoa. whoa. Um, is this a, are we allowed to break this news? Or, or? No, it's already broken, I'm pretty sure. Oh. If, if he doesn't want, want me to, he, he'll either fire me or we can edit this out. So. <laughs> we'll just bleep everything. Just one long yeah. He's not only the head baseball coach here, he is... You want to say, Kevin? Or do you want me to? Oh, I didn't know what you are talking about. I mean, yeah. I'm, also, I'm also the athletic director. 
Oh! Ooh. Wow. Yeah, just casually the athletic director. <laughs> Cash money. Are you sure going to tell us that? Sheesh. Well, it's not like, it's not the main, like, I still care, but, like, my main job is the baseball coach, but yeah, I've taken over as athletic director here, too. That's I don't big get time. twisted, like, we've only got four sports, so it's not like <laughs> that many where we got so it's four perfect. sports. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like a backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. I just got to make sure the place doesn't burn down. Yeah, I almost almost respect it more. I think that's a great move. That's big time. All right, so last segment of the day, Fancy BS, the fans. You guys voted, so you can't complain about the topic. It's worst roommate qualities. So, uh, Coach, you're the guest. We're going to let you go first. Uh, What's your first pick here? My first pick is the roommate who never leaves his room. Mm. Oh. Just, just always there all the time. Yeah, I hear you. You're just trying to hang out. Right. Just, just around. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, wait, am I second now? Yeah, you got second. I got third. And Shub is fourth. Uh, snake draft, as always. Uh, snake we'll, draft. we'll figure this out yes. eventually. Right. Yes. So, double up at the ends. I got it. Um, so, this one, uh, I'm just going to preface this with uh, I'm not attacking any of my former roommates, but if the shoe fits... <laughs> so be it. Um, my first pick is uh, definitely the messy roommate, and I'm a, I'm kind of a messy guy myself, so I, like the messy in the common areas. If you keep it to yourself, you know I'm no hater, but the common area messy, you just you just hate to see that. Who are you talking about, you know? Uh, coach, I, I, I we'd be on here for another hour if I just started listening to everybody. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my pick, I'm not calling out anyone either. Just want that on the record. Uh, I'm going with <laughs> I'm going with food thief. There's nothing worse than, you know, having something in the fridge that you look forward to eating all day, and you go in there, and it's gone. So, and so food thief is my pick here. That's a good one. I had that. All right, um, my pick, I'm not calling my roommates out, or maybe I am. Uh, I'll get to figure that out yourself. Um Smelling the roommate who smells the worst and makes the whole room smell. That is my pick. It's not great. Okay. Not optimal. Because it's kind of yeah. It's just poor hygiene. No, just smelling. Specifically smelling. Okay. All right. I hear you. Yeah, this is rather oh, specific. Oh, I forgot state draft. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. We reviewed Ooh. it. I'm sorry. I forgot. Um, <laughs> the roommate who blares music. At 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Oh, dang. I, had, I think I had something like that, that too. That was pretty specific, All right, uh, I'm going to go next. Uh, the roommate that doesn't pay for anything. Like, you go to the grocery store, someone pays for, you know, you can't split it on credit cards, so you put it on one guy's card, and, you know, you request Venmo, and they, they never pay up. So that's the roommate that's the worst. And especially, Sounds like, we... Like total crazy move. Yeah, I'm totally calling out Tyler Frazier here, the violator. Shout out. But, uh, yeah, like, you know, especially in this day and age, like, Gil, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, there's Venmo. It's easy to send money anytime. Super easy. Cash app. It's future easier, sponsors actually. of the podcast. But, yeah, it's so easy to send money. But, yeah, I, I hate when people don't do that. There you go. And you're next? Gil, you're, you're next. Is it my? Yeah. Is it me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Almost, I feel like I should lose a pick now. Uh, you guys are kind of lost the snake. Of um, okay, so uh, I'll take um, 
doesn't lock the door uh, when they're the last one out. Uh, mm. You get back after you know a long day at class. You know, you know, you know, no one's back in there, and the room's unlocked. You don't know if you got broken into, robbed, whatever. Uh, you might never know. Uh, but yeah, so it's just you know we got a lot of stuff in there, so you know don't respect it enough to to lock the door on their way out, man. I just I don't get down with that. Alright, you're on me now. Yeah, you got back to back fix here. Yeah, yeah, two in a row. Oh, I got back back to back. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no just I'm going, uh, Okay, I'm going with the roommate who is from another place, like another city or town, whatever, and always is talking your ear off about. My hometown, my friends. This uh, is the way we do things when I'm and when I'm home. He's always talking about their hometown or what, whatever they're doing. That's a good one. I'm gonna, I kind of wish I had that. That's pretty good. I'm gonna list that as hometown <laughs> hero on the graphic. Does that work? Yeah, hometown hero. Yeah, <laughs> nice. that was a good one. Perfect. All right, you got one more pick here. One more. Uh, I'm gonna go kind of off. The, the I guess it's not really off the grid here, but the roommate who never talks to you or acknowledges that you're even there. Mm. Oh dang, I had that one too. Damn it. <laughs> <sighs> That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I knew this was gonna happen too. I was kind of struggling to to throw my list together. Um, so I guess I'm up. This is my last pick here. Yep. Um, the roommate who doesn't doesn't know when to just leave you alone and, and chill the f*** out. You know, it's just been a long day. Maybe you guys were both at practice together. You know, you just got done running 21s, three twenty ones even maybe. Who knows? It just depends on the day. Shout out, Sage. Um, 21s and a Stevie French. <laughs> Stevie French, just, just like a sprinkle on top. Um, and you just get back to the room, and, and, and all you want to do is sit there and not move, and they just won't shut up, won't, won't chill out. Not a fan. Mm. That's fair. All right, I got my last pick here. I'm going to go with the moody roommate. You know, we all get moody from time to time. You know, I get moody, but it's the worst when, you know, you have a moody roommate who, like, puts their bad mood on you, like, takes it out on you. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's, you know, really bad quality on people. But, uh, yeah, the moody roommate. Hate to see it. All right, and uh, my last pick goes to the prankster roommate. When you, uh, you go into the shower and you come back out and your bed has a couch on top of it, that is not a fun <laughs> sight to see. Uh, yeah, so the pranks are really, We're not I'm calling anyone out, though. We're not calling anyone out. <laughs> not anyone at all. Anyway, well, I was telling that guy in college. But wait till my honorable mentions. I, I got a good one for you. Yeah, I, I got a couple, too. Okay. All right, uh, that's the end of the draft. So we got honorable mentions. Gil, you want to start off here? Yeah, uh, so I'll just go right off the shoes. Uh, one that I had just right now is the roommate who complains about getting pranked. Uh, <laughs> kind of doesn't know how to have fun. That, uh, yeah. That's, can't can't that's take a joke. Room. Yeah, the worst, right? I would hate that's to have him on my coaching. Room. I'd hate to have him on my coaching staff. But, <laughs> you know, that's just me. <laughs> um, oh, I also man. had, oh, here's a good one. Uh, so this one almost made my list, but uh, your name being Josh Lanero. <laughs> Strike one. That's crazy. Uh, I, had, I had your name being Jordan Hunkins. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, you know, right off the bat, you, you see that name, like, on the list of your roommates. You just know you're about to have you're about to have a bad year. Um, I think you guys took the rest of mine, but those were the, those were the two honorables that I had. 
right. I got a couple. Um, first, uh, the drug dealer. Not great if your roommate's a drug dealer. Um, no no shout-outs. Um, the next Matt, one... Matt <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> big drug guy. <laughs> All right. Um, the biggest. Yeah, next one is the OCD clean freak. So, I mean, it sucks if you're, you know, a messy roommate, but to an extent... It sucks when you're like you're cleaning the room like every you know other day. You know, there's a certain extent like you know everything doesn't have to be clean uh, every second. So that guy sucks. And then um, my last one, honorable mention, is Mr. Captain, the guy that just bosses the room all around. Oh, we're gonna go eat here. We're gonna go do this. We're gonna go do that. Uh, Mr. Captain is never uh, a great roommate. <laughs> all right, you guys got any honorable mentions? Huh? Huh? My, my, my only honorable mention was Jordan Hunkins. So yeah, yeah. Well, I hear you. It seems like it's going around. There's always that one guy in every yeah. room. My my honorable mention would probably be the hardcore Steelers fan. Mm. Oh, sure. <laughs> Football season. That's a the, uh, Whether it's mm. the wedding or especially if they're losing, hardcore Steelers fan. Mm. Yeah, a, a distant cousin, a distant cousin of the hometown hero. Some would say. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the hardcore Steelers fan that does not live within 200 miles of Pittsburgh. That's, <laughs> mm, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> All right, so I think there. that's uh, everything. You guys have anything else for our man, Coach Calhoun? It's pretty good. No, man, thank you. As always, it was a good one. Yeah, it's always fun talking to you guys. So. I'm glad yeah, you guys I all do well. Coach, big, is it? Big guy at AD. Uh, just honored that you could fit us into your schedule. Uh, honestly, I know you're a busy guy, so you know it's for little people like us. You know we're just happy to, you know, be along for the ride. Hey, thanks, you. I'm the one who asked for permission to be on this. So you gave me the green light. That's it, okay? Is I it? will not be thanking Schubert uh, <laughs> ever. I will not do that. <laughs> is it weird that we still call you coach, or is that something that's always going to be okay? It's going to be okay. All right, because oh, yeah, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, that's what I mean, all. I'll never call Schubert coach, but you know maybe eventually when he. I, I think I said when he stops making I coffee. I, said, I think I said Bud in the intro, and I wanted to like go wash my mouth out with soap. Like I thought it was just like it just doesn't feel right to be anything else. Again, huge shout out to Coach Calhoun for joining the show. Of course, the one of the best recurring guests of all time. You know we're lying to the other ones. You're on the Mount Rushmore of recurring guests for sure. <laughs> Don't tell them. Do not tell them. Right. I'm okay. I'm okay if I'm not on the Mount Rushmore. I'm not okay. I'm just one of the hundred. Yeah, it's okay. We can be back. Yeah. It's not. I'm team. telling you, just don't listen to what those guys are saying, all right? Like, you, it's definitely, you're definitely yeah. up there. We're, we're being for real. Ben Franklin's. Ben Franklin's. I got so much money, it's like I own a money tree All these people phonies just wanna be like me Your baddest girl be all on my D The stuff you pay for for me, it's free Because I got Ben Franklin's, I got Ben Franklin's No need for hatin', I'm not a doctor, I ain't got patience All I got is papers and a lot of haters Shout out to my home dog, they all got prayers